think we're, we're I think we're live. I think we're um, actually live. <laughs> yeah. So as a bit of a change of pace for all of this, we are taking a shot at doing Creators Chat live. So I mean, we're we're not looking at the comments or anything. So no. yeah, it's more just kind of for recording convenience. Yeah, for novelty's sake, it's live. Yeah. For actual practicality. Yeah, I'm sure a few people watch this, but yeah, not. and we'll try and look back at the comments pretty quickly and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, but as uh, far as one way goes, yes, yeah, so there's no kind of live is, chat. We're just going to talk at you. And, yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is like a lecture yeah. where you just have to listen to us and you don't get to talk to us. What's guys? It's our favorite kind of conversation <laughs> where people have to listen. To us. We've been talking for like thirty seconds. We're already on the terrible. <laughs> Good job, honey. You're right. Do you want to turn the camera off now? You're right. Yeah, we're done. Okay, yeah. cool. I've, said, I've said my snide remark, and I'm done. No worries. Signing out. Yeah. So, so what are we talking about today? Uh, so we thought we'd kind of talk about uh, motivation and discipline. Um, so it's something that a lot of people kind of struggle with, I hear, is that yeah. just kind of that how do you get working when things are like difficult, when you're feeling demotivated, when you don't know which way you're supposed to be working? Mm-hmm. How do you work through that? So yeah. kind of, um, yeah building healthy habits yeah. and shifts in mindset and yeah. that sort of thing. This is probably the biggest question I got when I sent out that survey asking for my book. Uh, Cause I sent out a survey asking for what would people like to see in my book that mm-hmm. I'm writing. And I would say at least 30 or 40% of the responses were, how do I motivate myself to work? <laughs> how do I get more motivated? Yeah. How do I have the discipline to work harder? How do I do this stuff? It's one of the biggest questions I have for you. Yeah. <laughs> How do I make myself do yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's a good question. And I think we actually disagree slightly we on it. We do have kind of different – I don't think we disagree. I think we agree on it, but we just have different things that work yeah. for us. Sure. Uh, I have a bit more of a Molly Coddled, right. soft approach to things, whereas you're much more like get on yes. with it, disciplined, yes. head down. Kind of. True. I'm actually not that disciplined. True, true. Um, but you're <laughs> – you're much more no nonsense. So you yes. just kind of you're healthy and that you understand your limits. Yes. But you still within those limits have very strict right. strong habits. Yeah. So yeah, we do have quite different yeah. stances. So what, so what's your view on somebody comes to you and they ask you, how do I get motivated? Um, I probably start with you in the sense that uh, you just do. <laughs> um, so at the core That's of so it, brutal, I know, though. I know. Now I'm being terrible. Um, yeah. So I go on to be a bit more Molly Codley. Oh, but um, so the kind of the big difficult thing is that there is kind of no, there's no trick. Well, there are tricks, but there's no like, there's nothing anyone can do for you to make you more motivated. Mm. It's not like there's a secret that people are using that um, you know will make everything easier for you. It's not, right. not going to change your work habits um you have kind of the way that you view work is the way you view work right um so i found that the best way to kind of motivate myself was to use um kind of evaluate why i wanted to do the work yeah um why doing the work would make me happier than not doing the work Mm. um thinking about how much better i will feel after I've done the work versus how I'd feel if I didn't do the work mm. um, and kind of letting that be my motivation. Mm. Um, it's also kind of a um, making a bit of peace with myself as well, that um, lots of people struggle with motivation and I don't have to be working 12 hour days to be a motivated individual. Right. Um, I think a lot of people kind of look in the face of motivation and go, 
you know, there are people out there doing 12 hour days. I'm never yeah. going to be that kind of person. So right. why even try? Yeah. Um, you can be motivated even if it's just a half hour a day. Yeah. That's still a type of motivation. Mm. Um, and so for me, motivation was just kind of uh, building things up in increments um, and kind of accepting my own limitations. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there is the that unavoidable you have to want to do it. No one can make you want to do it. Yeah. You have to want to do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of, I think, we'll go on to that, how I enforce that and how I trick myself afterwards. Right. But that's kind of where I stand as an overview. Yeah. So how about your approach to motivation? Um, I definitely do tell people to get on with it. But I also struggle because I've taught a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people, and they've done it for a long time now. And... I struggle with things that I don't know how to teach. There's a lot about art that I know how to teach. Mm. And one of the things I don't know how to teach is how do I teach someone to be motivated? How do I teach somebody to sit down at work? Because once you sit down at work, I, I can work with that. I can, I can teach you exactly how to paint. <laughs> but if you don't ever sit down to work, how do I teach you do anything? I can't. I can't teach you to do anything. So there's this struggle of, the fact that a lot of people have a hard time with this, they have a hard time sitting down and actually working. And so I've tried to solve it. I've done a little bit of research. Um, I've looked into, you know, how do teachers in public school motivate their students? Uh, what have the studies said about how they do that? Because obviously a lot of them are teaching subjects that the students have no interest in. <laughs> uh, how do you teach a kid to do something uh, that oh. they don't want to do yeah. and they have to do this work? And, you know, how do you how do you enforce somebody to do that? And uh, forcing somebody to do it is one way to do it. Uh, <laughs> as, it as it turns out, if there are consequences to you not doing it, a lot of people are going to do it. Yeah. So that that is a way. Yeah. Uh, it's not a great way, but yeah. it is a way that some people will Let's motivate themselves. And so they, they sort of break it into intrinsic motivations and extrinsic motivations. That is to say, things that are intrinsic to the process itself that are a reward unto itself. So for me, if I sit down and paint and I have a good time painting, then it is just an intrinsically rewarding process mm. that I, I like working. I like doing this stuff. Uh, you can also have extrinsic rewards for you. Uh, that is to say, every time you paint, you get a cookie. Yes. Fantastic. That's my kind of reward. Exactly. You'll be, you'll be fat and a successful artist in no yeah, time. Yeah, make that popcorn. Then yeah. we're on. Also acceptable. <laughs> Less effective, but you know, maybe maybe well. slower to get fat. <laughs> uh, so there's kind of different ways to motivate yourself. Ideally, it seems like intrinsic motivations are the stronger driving force. Uh, for instance, if you pay an employee a little bit more money, they're not going to actually work that much harder for you. But if you make their job more meaningful to them and make it more intrinsically rewarding for them, they're going to work way harder for you. That's another thing I struggle with is uh, if I have an extrinsic reward like cookie, right. um, I have in the past sat there and gone, okay, if I do half an hour work, I'm going to go get a cookie, right. sit and look at the work and I go, or I could just go and get a cookie yeah. and I'll go get exactly. a cookie. <laughs> so exactly. It's kind of harder to enforce. Yeah. So unless you have somebody else enforcing it for you, it's kind of like the, there's apps and stuff that will force you to diet by uh, charging you money if you don't, basically. Wow. Uh, and you can like make bets with your friends and stuff like that where you have to give money. To a lot of accountability. Yeah, there's, there's all sorts of little tricks like that, mm -hmm. which are kind of cool. 
And uh, if that works for you to motivate yourself, then that's fine. Um, a lot of my tricks, honestly, are just I have to work, so I do. Yeah. But there are other ways that I, I sort of trick myself into working. Mm. And uh, I've actually, I found that discipline is a little bit overrated. Mm. Uh, I don't find myself to be a particularly disciplined person. No. Uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to way. agree with oh, that. You're supposed to be, no, See, no, honey, you're super I, disciplined. I have I, lots of respect for you because you've done well for yourself without discipline. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not, not great at it. No. But I managed to trick myself into working, yeah. and I managed to instill good habits in myself that uh, that make it so that I can have a successful career. So you you don't have to be miserable to be motivated, no. which is something I admire a lot about you. So even though you're not super disciplined, um, discipline can make people miserable, right. and they're no fun to be around. No. <laughs> so you have found a way that's very efficient, and right. you can get more work done in three hours than plenty of people can do in a week. Sure. Um, so you, although you're not disciplined, you're efficient, you know what mm. works for you, and you understand your kind of intrinsic motivations for doing yeah. things, which is something I really admire, and it's really inspired me a lot to kind of work on myself in that way too. Right. So you don't have to be disciplined to be motivated, and you don't have to be disciplined to be efficient. No. Uh, there are kind of different ways of approaching things. Yeah. And you really don't necessarily have to be that disciplined in general. Uh, I find that the most effective way I've ever found to practice is to make it a habit where every day at a certain time or a certain uh, trigger, I will work and I will do a study and it, it's just a daily thing. It just happens. Mm. Uh, it's the same way I've made working out work for me. Uh, that is to say, it's just something I do. Mm. It's not something I have to try to do. It's just something that I do. And that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. And you don't think about it. And if you don't have to make a decision, you don't have to be very determined. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to try to do something. Um, you just do it. Yeah. It's just what you do. It's kind day. of nice when you get to take your brain's involvement out of it. Um, as human beings, we're very good at kind of generating uh, structure. Like we like automatic thought processes. Mm -hmm. We like these kind of schema where we don't have to think and just our body does stuff. Right. And so if you make it like a non-negotiable kind of part of your day, it can be like tough yeah. starting a habit. Yeah. But once a habit kind of kicks in, you don't really think about it and the negative associations of it tend to wear off. Right. And you just kind of do it and then it just... Yeah, it's definitely a thing that gets easier over time. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is one case where I'd recommend the book, The Power of Habit, mm. for people. Uh, it's, it's very good and sort of goes through the process of how habits are formed and how they kind of keep us going and just how many parts of our lives are determined by habits. Uh, you can have good habits, you can have bad habits. <laughs> uh, in, in just the same way that Every time you sit down to watch a movie, you have an unhealthy snack, and that will eventually lead you to um, be like really unhealthy. Uh, that's exactly the same way that you can, you know, wake up in the morning. Every morning you can be tired, and you got to go to work in an hour, but you can sit down and draw for half an hour. So something that um, your dad mentioned to me lately is that I've developed a habit of. I get up in the morning, um, I will make the bed, mm. go downstairs, and then while the coffee's brewing, I will empty the dishwasher. Sure. And uh, your dad is always, like, so grateful for that. And he's like, oh, you do it every day, and, I, you know, I'm too sleepy, and I don't know mm -hmm. how you do it. And the honest truth is that I've just done it, like, 
enough times now. I kind of forced myself when I was sleepy to do right. it. Um, I've just done it enough now that I don't even question whether yeah. I want to do it or not. It's just how my morning goes. Right. And by the time my brain has woken up, I've already done it. And yeah. I've got my coffee and I'm like, let's go. We go, and yeah. it's super easy. I'd hate to do that like a few months ago. Oh sure, but within a few days, it's just become something that happens. Yeah, and it's fine, and it yeah. doesn't bother me at all. And the more you can make your art making or whatever it is, and you're practicing a habit, the the easier it's going to be to to make it something you do all the time. Because mm. I see some people that work in sort of fits and starts. And they will work for four hours on Saturday and then not at all <laughs> the rest of the week or yeah. for two weeks or something. And so they end up just you know doing tons of work and then nothing. And it's not a great way to study something. Hmm. Uh, if you don't immerse yourself in it in sort of a continuous process, um, it, it becomes something that you, it's too easy to kind of let go of. Mm -hmm. It's not really on your mind the rest of the days. Uh, whereas if you're doing it habitually every day, you're going to have a lot more progress, even right. if it might be less time. Uh, it's I still tend to find that it's it's better progress that way. You can kind of see it as like a classic example, um, a whole New Year uh, resolution, right. signing up to the gym. Sure. Um, and everyone's super excited and they go in on the 1st of January and they work through the hangover mm. and they're just like, they are pounding it. They're in there sure. for three hours. Yep. They come back again the next yep. day for two hours and they will do that for maybe like a week if they're doing well. Um, but they go at it so hard and without any kind of intrinsic reason for doing it mm -hmm. that very quickly they'll be like, oh, one day they'll be like, I can't do it because I'm tired. Yeah. Or they've let everything else in their life slip because they won't leave the gym. Yeah. Um, so they will be like, I can't do it that day. I need to go and do this thing instead. Right. And then before you know it, they aren't doing it anymore. Sure. And it's because, um, you know, the, they haven't kind of appreciated that it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Right. So although they are going at it hard, yeah. it's still going to take a month. You yeah. know, of going at it hard before they're going to start seeing solid improvements. Oh yeah, um, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, you know, it doesn't doesn't happen quick enough for the novelty to keep carrying it. Right. So uh, there's a certain amount to be said for kind of um, taking things maybe more slowly, not mm -hmm. like throwing your whole self into it and then wearing out before you see results. Just kind mm -hmm. of, as you say, building up a habit of things like a. Yeah half hour in the gym um and it's kind of not long enough to bother you right. you're like a oh, half hour is easy I can squeeze half hour in anywhere yeah. uh, i don't feel dead the next day when i wake up and i can't walk anywhere you know you kind of function just fine sure. and squeeze in half an hour yeah. and you're not thinking about it right. and then if you do that for a month yeah. and you start to see results it's pretty cool yeah. whereas if it's something you're throwing yourself in and wanting results immediately yeah. it just kind yeah. of doesn't pay off yeah and i think you brought up a good point by saying that in the as far as the motivations go, the intrinsic motivations, there is an intrinsic motivation to being good at something, mm. for instance, or, you know, getting into fantastic shape. Mm. That's, that's a great goal to shoot for, but that shouldn't be your reason for going every day. That shouldn't be the way you practice every day. If you're, if the reason you get up and practice every day is because of this big goal, you're going to hate it because it takes so long to get there. And you're just going to be miserable doing these like studies every day or going to the gym every day. Because trust me, going to the gym every day with the intention of I'm going to get super jacked today is never going to no, work. No, no, not work for anyone. It, you, you cannot. You cannot radically transform your body in a day. No. It just cannot happen. Nor can you get amazing at art in a, 
today. Mm-hmm. You cannot become the next great American novelist tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You just, it can't happen. There, there's a process to get there. And it's the process you have to find some sort of enjoyment and yeah. habit in. Because um, if you can make the process like, oh, I, yeah, I get up and I you know, drink my cup of coffee and while I'm drinking that, I do a study. Mm-hmm. And that's all you do. All you do is focus on learning. And you don't focus on the, I'm going to become an amazing artist someday. You focus on just the learning every single day. And, you know, before long, you're going to end up like, oh, wow, I've gotten way better. Uh, How did that happen? Yeah. But if you're constantly eyeing that end goal, you're just going to feel super defeated. Yeah. There's a great analogy, which is totally obvious. And I've seen it a million places, but I'm going to vlog it anyway. Of um, if you're climbing a mountain um, and all you do is stare up at the peak, yeah. you're not going to see that you're moving. Yes. You're just going to see that distant peak, how yes. far away it is. You don't seem to get any closer to it. No. It's miserable and you're exhausted and yep. you sit down and it's still the same distance as when you're walking. Yep. Um, but if you're enjoying the view and you're looking around, then mm. suddenly you can see how quickly you're moving. You yes. see how far you've come. Yes. And then when you get to the peak, you're like, oh, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's just a way different process. Yes. Um yes. Yeah, it's just a- that actually plays out in real hiking too. Yeah, trust, trust me, I have done hikes that were super miserable and very defeating if you look at the top. Yeah, but sometimes you just focus eight feet in front of you, and uh, you just keep walking to that point eight yeah. feet in front of you and keep going. That's it. One step in front of the other. Mm-hmm. There's a, a bunch of kind of sayings and analogies mm-hmm. and cliches, but they're all true. Yeah. Um, it really is like when the tortoise and the hare and, yeah. you know, journey of a thousand steps or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. um, all that kind of thing. It is just piece by piece. It's incremental. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, th- I think that one of the big things we're touching on here is um, you're saying about having kind of faith in the process mm-hmm. or finding enjoyment in the process mm-hmm. and not letting results drive you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I had a huge struggle with when I first started taking art seriously. So when mm-hmm. you and I first met right. and you were encouraging me to do studies um, and at the time I was working a nine to six job, um, as a minimum. So quite often it would be like, I'd go in at 7am and I'd leave at like 9pm and sure. that was my day. And I would be trying to get myself to do studies in and around that. So then I'd, there'd be a couple of days where I exhausted myself, didn't do any chores mm. and would do like a few studies mm. and I'd worked really hard. But then, you know, by day three or four of that, Suddenly I was surrounded by dirty dishes and my art hadn't got that much better and I'm exhausted. And I'd suddenly start wondering if it was worth it. And you and I had this conversation so many times, bless you, uh, that I would just kind of be like, it's not working. Maybe I'm just not going to be a good artist. (laughs) You know, maybe I'm doomed. Maybe there's a ceiling. Uh, How do I keep motivated at this? Mm. And uh, you kind of, you were quite blunt with me. Um, it was After like, a while, I mean, yeah, thank you very much. it did take months of you being very, very patient. Yeah. But in the end, you were just like, "Do you even want to be an artist?" Yeah. And I felt like you'd punched me in the gut. <laughs> I was like, "How can you say that? Of course I do." And you're like, "Because as far as I can see, you just don't enjoy it. Yeah. Like you're you're miserable every time you paint. Like why is this happening? Yeah. Like you don't have to be an artist. Yeah. You, it's literally, and that was that felt like." the equivalent of you saying you didn't believe I had it in me, which was awful to hear. And I, I was so upset. Um, but then I kind of took a step back and realized that you were completely right. And that mm. I hated every minute of painting. And why, yeah. why was I doing it anymore? You know, I, 
I couldn't talk myself into doing it because I was miserable. And right. I was every time I worked, I was like, okay, this is going to be the study where I see the big improvement. And yeah. guess what? I'm still me. And yeah. okay, so it didn't make me a professional overnight. No. Um, and it was really making me miserable and I couldn't get motivated. And when I started uh, looking at my journey as more of a like piece by piece, just making it the focus of my next study to have improved on my last one. Yes. Um, and I think in the immediate follow-up of that conversation, I stopped doing, well, I didn't stop doing studies, but I stopped trying to do studies the way I had been doing them, which was mm. uh, mimicking other people's work and really trying to get um, the lessons I've been learning in there. I allowed myself to do some kind of comfort zone doodling to break some of the rules I'd learned and stuff. And just kind of let my brain switch off a bit and just remember why it was I was doing it and the enjoyment of that. And shockingly, um, the stuff I did when I did that was a vast improvement on the stuff I'd been forcing myself through. Mm. Um, my my work improved so much faster. Uh, and now it has become a kind of habit. I've, I get genuine kicks out of the amount of work I put in and not the output right so rather than beating myself up because I didn't manage seven studies in one week so yeah. that was my goal for a while was to do like a study a day yeah and I just worked slow yeah. and it was killing me yeah. and I just couldn't do the like one study a day and I felt really bad about it yeah. but instead I kind of looked at the amount of time I spend working instead and I'm like mm. you know a four-hour day is yeah. really good, like hard focused painting is is a hard-working day for me sure. um when I've done those four hours, I feel great. And suddenly it, it's not about my physical output anymore. It's about the amount of time I have spent on it. It's about um, my effort mm. in it. Um, and that works so much better for me than yeah. forcing myself to meet like stupid output goals and things right. like that. Right. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Focusing on that process rather than the end result mm. is huge. Because mm -hmm. so many people are focused on, well, I didn't, you know, produce something incredible today. I just kind of worked on it, worked on some little sketches and stuff. And yeah. am I a failure for today or not? <laughs> uh, so people do set the wrong expectation for themselves, yeah. and then well, it's all part of the process, isn't it? It doesn't really matter. Some days you will just, I mean, especially as creatives, like you just have bum days yeah. <laughs> where like nothing you do works oh, and yeah. everything looks terrible yes. but you have to get that out of the system to move on sure. um so something i've been struggling with is uh, environments mm. and i've got uh so the book i'm writing uh there's a bunch of environments i want to paint but the thing is my skills just aren't as good as my portrait skills mm. and every time i sit down to do it i feel defeated because mm. it just doesn't look the way it looked in my head and I have folders full of failed concept pieces for my my book. Yeah. Um, and it can be really demotivating. I'll sit down and I just don't want to do it because I know I'm going to be miserable and it's yeah. not going to work. Uh, but actually, I've kind of stopped looking at it that way. And I'm like, each time I do one of those failed concept pieces, it's getting me one step closer to one that's going to work. Yep. And this week, I've been working on one of those concept environments. And for the first time, it feels like it's sticking. And that is a reward unto itself. And mm. It did take a day of, like, really miserable, like, <laughs> you had to put up with me being a right pain in the bum. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, just pouting and yeah. just like, oh, I suck. Why am, am I, I so bad at am this? Am I always going to be bad at environments? Why can't I do environments? Mm. Why do you make them look so easy? Yeah. Um, then we take a look at it and it's like, oh, no, it actually looks pretty good. Oh, you know, it's good. The fundamentals <laughs> are in there. You know, yeah. it, it only looks bad because I've spent an hour on it and not, yeah. like, like 40 minutes. What do you, what do you expect? <laughs> So I just kind of kept on at it. I put some music on to distract me. I made it, yeah. you know, my habit is now to um, 
if I'm not working by nine o'clock, I make sure that everything else goes yeah. out the window and I am working by nine o'clock. Yep. Um, I get those minimum hours in. And then normally by the time I reach my minimum hour, like I'm in the flow of it and I've stopped paying attention to the amount of time I'm spending yeah. and I'm just in the zone and yeah, I'm yeah. going and it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So I've managed to trick my body into doing those things that I hate that make me feel bad about myself. Yeah. And uh, that feels pretty good because yeah. it, it has paid off. And I can now look back at all of those failed attempts and go, each one led me a bit closer, which feels great. It doesn't yeah. matter that they all sucked. You have to do them to get past it, learn what doesn't work, move on to the next one, improve a little bit next time. And kind of taking stock of those sorts of things instead of going, I didn't make a beautiful landscape painting. I must suck. <laughs> I should never try again. Mm. It's better to kind of look at those incremental changes the ones that yeah. like that make me feel really good i'm so yeah. proud of myself there's no noah bradley landscape <laughs> but i'm so proud of myself yeah. and i feel As great and i'm addicted to it even though it's not it's probably not going to be my thing it might be i don't know yet i'm not gonna rule it out but it's probably not going to be my best piece because environments aren't my strength but it's going to be the best in, environment i've done yeah. and that feels great i'm totally addicted to that progress yeah. so yeah you, there's definitely ways of tricking you yourself into wanting to do things that don't feel good yeah, I think that's the other thing we should probably talk about is tricking yourself into working. Mm, yeah. uh, it's super important um, because, frankly, there are just times when you will not have a habit but need to work on something and just don't want to. And, you know, 30 seconds into the piece, you'll be like, oh, God, I want to go do literally anything else. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. Uh, and But there are things that you can do to trick yourself. Uh, one way that a lot of people send, seem to trick themselves is they just promise themselves five minutes of work. Mm. Five minutes. Anybody can do five minutes of focus work. Yeah. And you just tell yourself, I will do five minutes and then I'm done. Mm -hmm. And most of the time at the end of the five minutes, you'll just kind of keep working. Yeah. Uh, so that's, <laughs> that's a pretty popular one. Yeah. And for me, one of the tricks that I used to use for digital painting was recording myself. Mm. Because the... The two button clicks it would take to stop the recording and restart it <laughs> was enough to keep me working because I'd be like, yeah. well, I don't really want to like stop it now. So yeah. you don't want to have to edit like dozens of videos. Yeah, I don't need one. like a yeah. hundred files. Yeah. Uh, so I just kind of end up painting like, all right, fine. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that we used together to great success was audiobooks. Oh, amazing. Um, even more <laughs> so doing it with you. Yeah. Because I've been doing it by myself. And again, it's one of those things where I can work and listen to it and it's great. And that, that two seconds it takes to pause it and restart it is enough to keep me working. Yeah. And I just, you know, all the time that the audiobook is playing, I'm working. And it's even better when you did it with you because then... You've also got to annoy the other person Stop by just them. pausing yeah. it uh, if you want to do something else. Yeah. So you're like, wow, I don't want to pause it. We just paused it like five minutes ago. I can't do that now. So you just kind of keep working and yeah. keep listening to it. And it's a good way to get yourself out of your own brain, yeah. and out of your own cycles. And yeah. I found it really good for um, overcoming self-doubt. Yeah. Um, I am murder for letting things scream at me in my head while I'm painting. Sure. I just know that if I just spend an hour on it, it would look fine, but... Every second of that hour, my brain's going, but it looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. And I'm like, yeah. oh. So that helps me stop thinking about myself and right. think about something else and trick myself into yeah. focusing on something else. Um, 
I also find that that worked really well for getting me off social media mm. because you can't read and scroll through social media while you're listening to a book. Right. So again, you'd have to stop the book in order to scroll through social media, which just wasn't worth the hassle. No. It's, it always feels worth the hassle when you're not doing anything else sure. and it's an easy alternative to painting. Yeah. But if you're you're listening to an audiobook and that's interesting and suddenly it doesn't feel so appealing to get yourself on social media. Uh, so that worked pretty well. Yeah, yeah we liked audiobooks. We're big yeah, fans. audiobooks were good. Um, and I still do them. I mean, I went through an entire book the other day, so mm. uh, you can get a lot of hours worth of reading yeah. into your life all of a sudden. Yeah, so it helps cool. a lot. I found as well. Uh, so for kind of, it can work for art things. I used it for uh, personal admin things. Mm. Um, I have a, I'm like terrible for letting things pile up. So little awkward jobs that you never get around to doing that are important, but you know they're going to be like a real faff to do. So you let them stack up and then suddenly your to-do list feels so daunting. You don't want to look at it. And, mm-hmm. and then you just feel awful. There's like this heavy weight that you'll get. You're describing out. my inbox right now. Yeah. That, that's what my inbox <laughs> always feels like. So see, you, Sorry, can, everyone. you should try this. <laughs> You're still not getting a response because yeah. Noah's slow. You're not so good at emails, babe. No. It's not your forte. It's not. No. It's not really... You're not an admin kind of person. <laughs> really not. But, uh, <laughs> one thing I found that really helped me with my admin um, was to, uh, I have like a, a daily kind of schedule type thing. I know you don't work well with daily schedules and no. whatnot, but I had like a, it's actually part of my habit forming was that in the morning I'd get up and look at what I had planned for the day. Mm. I don't use it anymore actually, interestingly, but then I think I've shifted to more of a mental system. So uh, part of the morning routine is I get up, do my stuff, come back downstairs and look at my daily schedule. Mm. And on the daily schedule was that I, I had like a longer list that carried over and I was like non-negotiable, tick one thing off the list. Mm-hmm. And so when I was like, okay, it's just one thing and it's non-negotiable, yeah. suddenly I'm like, okay, I'll take the hour it takes to do that really irritating thing I've been putting off. And I do it, and I feel great. I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Mm. Cross it off the long list. Yeah. And even if you had, like, you know, 20 things on the long to-do list, it takes 20 days to do. That's less yeah. than a month, and you are clear of admin. Yeah. Uh, and it felt great. And some days I'd tick two off because I'm like, oh, it only took me 20 minutes. I'd do yeah. another one. And, and within a couple of weeks, I was clear. And yeah. all that stress that I've been carrying around with me was just gone. Yeah. And that felt good. And I, I try to kind of implement that now, that if something – if I find myself worried about something – I try to kind of catch myself in the worrying phase and go, okay, right. A, why is that worrying me? B, is there anything I can do about it? C, if yes, do it. If no, stop worrying about it. (laughs) I mean, it'll never perfect in practice, but that's kind of a nice mental trick. Yeah, that's one I like. Uh, I've done that before where I focus on just doing one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, pick out one thing in the morning where if you accomplish this one thing, would you feel satisfied Mm -hmm. with your day and if yes then do that one thing and that's it that's mm-hmm. all you gotta do yeah and so often for me when it comes to painting it's not you know i must do a good painting today it is i must spend three hours painting today if i do three hours of painting i'm good mm-hmm. and typically for me the way i like to do it is i like to work in the mornings and so say i wake up at six i start painting at seven uh so from seven to ten i just paint the whole time listen to an audiobook and then at 10 a.m i'm technically kind of done <laughs> time for the day like if i <laughs> if i just like laid down on the floor for the rest of the day so i'd still still be yep I, I did my thing uh and sure sometimes i will just slack off for the rest of the day 
but other times I'm like, well, it's only 10. Maybe I'll take a, like, a little break. And then, well, I'm kind of bored of doing yeah. nothing. I like being productive. Yeah. So then I end up like doing another three hours. Yep. And uh, still by the early afternoon, I tend to be done with my working day. And then I let myself relax mm -hmm. as much as possible. In fact, I almost force myself to not work. Yeah. Uh, it's something I certainly struggle with. And I think a lot of people do is making sure that your relaxation time is almost strict. Yes. Uh, it's, it's very easy to fall into the routine of guilt that you're not always being oh, productive, yeah. that you're not always making new stuff, that you're not always practicing. It's like, but you're well, taking a break. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> get oh, back to painting. You know, I've got half an hour here, I could do a study, or I could just let myself not get burned out and yeah. you know, kick back. Uh, it's it's okay to not work 24-7. Yeah. It's, it's just fine. So much healthier. And then you work more efficiently when you aren't working 24-7. Right. So you might be pushing in the you know 10-hour days. Sure. But I can bet that those last five hours are getting slower and you're making yeah. more mistakes. And suddenly you'd have just had a better day if you'd done a five-hour day and taken a yeah. break. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, especially with uh, painting, it's... It can feel like um, you're being lazy. Sure. When so there'd be days where I worked so hard, I was burnt out, and I'm like, I have a good work ethic. Like I said, yeah. I used to work nine to six days. I'm not a stranger to long working hours. Yeah. Um, when it came to painting, even though it was a thing I absolutely loved, I could I'd set my toggle timer and start working, and I'd be like in the zone. I'd be focusing. I'd be working hard. And by the end of the day, I've racked up four hours, and I'm like how how am i this lazy yeah. but it's it's a way more um mentally demanding process than a lot of work well um, it's it's also you got to keep in mind that when people go to their jobs yeah. <laughs> occupying a chair does not mean working <laughs> like yes you are there yep. you are physically occupying space for eight hours congratulations <laughs> Most people are not, in fact, working eight hours. They don't walk in the office, sit down, work for eight hours, leave. Don't think I if, did. <laughs> if anyone did that, they would get so much done. Such a raise. Like, like ridiculous. They would yeah. be CEO of the company yeah. in no time. Everyone but nobody, would hate that guy. Nobody does that. Okay. Real, realistically, people probably are doing, uh, I think the studies say, like three or four hours yeah. a day. And that's that's about how much work actually gets done. Even and the rest is like, filler. Even if you're dedicated, you've still got to do emails. You've still got to take toilet breaks. You've still got yeah. to take lunch breaks. You've still yeah. got to um, go to meetings. Yeah. Um, that colleague who came down to ask you something, that's yeah. still taking up 15 minutes yep. of your time. Um, so it, even if it can feel like you're being really lazy when the timer says you've done four hours and you're like, yeah. and where's the other half of the day? Yeah. But, you know, that is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, that is a lot of work. Sure. And beyond that, like I personally start to get burnt out. Yeah. I can push beyond that. And I do when I feel like I need to, mm -hmm. but um, that's a healthy balance for me. And I think yeah. it's worth kind of finding that healthy balance for you. And um, not kind of beating yourself up too much. If that number is lower than you expect it to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's got to be a good reason for doing it. You don't like as much as we were saying about discipline. Um, you were saying that's not the best way. And it's kind of true because you'll end up doing what I did, which was uh, pursuing something I was meant to be doing as a passion project and then just making myself hate it. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was disciplined. Yeah. I forced myself to do the work and I just hated it. Yeah. I just, it was my passion and I hated it. Yeah. So, you know, it's worth kind of finding, 
finding a balance. There is yeah. such a thing as too much, and it's yes. probably much less than people realize. Yeah. So. Yeah, I used to find myself in the routine of I'd get the the rescue time weekly summary emails mm. where I'd say exactly how many hours I had spent in Photoshop, which is usually the easiest way for me to determine I'm working. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from the oil painting stuff I'm doing now, uh, it it's very obvious that if I'm in Photoshop, I'm painting. I'm not doing yeah. anything else in Photoshop. So. Yeah. Uh, and I would get kind of like bummed out on myself because it would say like 20 hours mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh, only 20 hours. So I only worked 20 hours this week. Like, God, I'm lazy. And then you realize like, no, that's about three hours a day, yeah. which is, it's pretty good. Is, yeah. is three hours of dedicated, concentrated painting time. I can get a lot done in three hours, yeah. uh, like a whole lot. Mm. And, uh, I do. And so it's not quite as bad as it, as it might initially look. In fact, a 40 hour week means I worked, you know, six hours of painting every single day, yeah, which is an exhausting week yeah. uh, when it comes down to actual working time. And of course, as a freelancer, there's lots of other things I need to do in my life. You know, I need to do all the financial side of things. I need to do you know, the website stuff, social mm-hmm. media, advertising, whatever else yeah. you have to do as part of like maintaining this life. Mm. Um, so it's not, those are the only hours you're working. Yeah. Um, there's also something I'd like to touch on with, um, I noticed, I think, I can't remember who it was. The other day we were talking, it was either on one of our live streams or maybe on Art Chat, uh, um, Art Camp. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was, but somebody um, was saying that they were struggling with the problem that they couldn't get themselves to stick to a schedule. That mm. um, they would get excited about doing things. They set themselves the goal of doing, say, 10 portraits. Uh, and then they get halfway through the goal and they get really fed up and they feel demotivated and just like lost interest in it. Mm. And they were kind of saying like, what can I do? Like, how can I make this work? Um, I kind of wanted to touch on that because I'm exactly the same way. Mm. And actually I don't think it matters. Um, so one thing I've, I used to do exactly the same. I used to feel terrible because I would set myself a challenge and then get halfway through it and just be like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm really tired of this. It felt cool in the beginning and now it's terrible. Um, and then I would let that kind of knock me off and I would kind of get up in the morning, be like, I need to do the thing, but I don't want to do the thing. Therefore, I'm going to do nothing. Yeah. Uh, and I, every time I'd get back to work, I'd be like, no, but I shouldn't be doing this. I should be doing the thing I told myself to do. So then I would do nothing. Yeah. And the guilt just kind of ate me up until I didn't want to sit down and work at all. Um, I've kind of made peace with being very fickle. I, mm. I am a massive novelty-based person and I will... Mm. One day I'll be like, this, this painting is the best thing I've ever done. I want to work on it eight hours a day. And then like three days later, I'm like, oh no, I've been in that. I don't don't care anymore. (laughs) It was rubbish. Uh, I'm finding it boring. Um, But that's kind of okay because I don't get myself too attached to that one thing anymore. Um, I am like, as long as I'm doing something, it's still progress. So I might not complete my 10-day portrait challenge, but I did four portraits and they're great, and now I've got this new thing I'm doing, which is, (laughs) by the way, it's totally amazing, and and it's the thing. And actually, um, it's just kind of a different way of working. You should probably find you loop back around and start revisiting these things at some point anyway. Mm. Um, It's just a different way of approaching. Rather than throwing yourself in the thing, getting it done, taking it off, and throwing yourself in the next thing. Yeah. just means you're kind of doing it more cyclically. You're working sure. around dabbling in everything. Um, just because you put something on the back burner for a week doesn't mean you're never going to do it again. Right. Uh, so that was kind of, I think people just work in different ways and have mm. different ways of getting motivated and different things that inspire them. I think the key thing is just learning what makes you want to work. Yeah. Like what is it that really makes you unable to leave your computer or whatever yeah. it is that you're working at? Um, 
what is it that people have to come and drag you away from your work mm-hmm. do that thing because yeah. <laughs> that works great once you find that kind of spark that's the way to kind of get motivated easily is to find something that you can't stop thinking about and get obsessed yeah. with and and that's I think probably the yeah it's got to be the easiest way to get motivated oh, yes. um, and that's different for everyone uh, mm-hmm. it really is and some people are more extrinsic some people are more intrinsic some people are more regimented some people are more scatterbrained like me but the thing is we all have something that will make us like like destroy an idea to go like mad until yeah. we've like done the thing um and I just kind of hop between them and yeah. that works well for me you're much more centered and stable uh I mean to some degree I do get obsessive like you do you do I do I definitely get into this is what I'm all about right now and yeah. I'm just going to spend days and days doing nothing but this that's why it's been a week since we lasted creators yeah, chat exactly. we we've just... been like well I just I just paint all day and yeah. you paint all day and that's yeah. just what we do now and we kind of come yeah. out of it in like 6 p.m kind of shell socks like, and I'm just like I haven't eaten three yeah eight. like <laughs> we should probably we, let's eat yeah I'm really hungry now yeah uh so it's it's fine, I think, to get really obsessive and stuff. I think it's yeah. I think it's a good way to do it uh, because like I, I I wish I functioned differently than I do. Like I love the idea of schedules. Mm-hmm. Schedules sound incredible to me. Like the idea of like doing like this kind of study every morning and this kind of study mm-hmm. and this amount of work here and do go do plain air every single day and like have it all structured and laid out and have a certain number of hours. That sounds fantastic. And I would never do it. <laughs> I would make it an hour into the first day and realize I would already screwed it up. Yeah. Like, like no doubt. And I know that about myself. That at this point, I don't even try. Mm. I just I know that I will fail at a schedule, so I don't yeah. even bother making a schedule. <laughs> uh, in fact, I am so anti-schedule that I will put nothing on my calendar. I cannot function if something is on my calendar. Nice. If I have a friendly phone call with a friend, I. I cannot do anything that day. Just the day is shot. Wow. Like ten minute meeting, gone. Just wow. done. I may as well just give up. I just wake up, done. Nice. Yeah, everything is gone. Uh, so I, I have to plan rigorously to not have any plans. That just have a wide open schedule, which means I can just sit down, paint, and just have all the time in the world. There's yep. no deadline. There's no I need to be done by this point so that yep. I can do this next thing. I I can't function like that. And I know that about myself. Hmm. So I think figuring out what your routines and limitations are is really important. And uh, you can kind of help to model this sort of unique method of working Mm. to the way you do it best. Yeah. On the flip side of that, uh, it it kind of leads off of what I was saying about the erratic, like kind of unable to commit to anything kind of way that I have been before. Uh, It extends into schedules as well because I work really, really well with the schedule but I'm really bad at sticking at them. Mm. So schedules tend to not work for more than about a week for me because by the end of that week, my brain is excited about something else and suddenly the old schedule doesn't work for me. Um, I've actually kind of made peace with that too because you can bet that if I make a schedule, uh, it's going to work amazingly for like four days. Mm. I'm going to work so hard. I'm going to be so excited about it. Um, I just have to kind of make peace with the fact that I am inevitably going to stop being excited about the schedule mm-hmm. and just allow my kind of, cause I, do, I get excited about making them. I, it builds up a sense of excitement for me. It gives mm. me something to shoot for. Uh, so I just have accepted that building schedules that are flimsy and going to die after a week is just kind yeah. of a part of the way I work. It only takes an hour, half an hour 
So I've kind of thrown that into my pre-work time in the morning with a coffee. I will sit down and schedule for the next kind of, I think the next month, but clearly <laughs> not. I know now what I'm like, yeah. it's not going to work for that long. Um, and it's okay because, yeah. it, I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed, I was wearing a Fitbit for all of the other crazy chats right. we've done. Uh, I was super excited about the Fitbit. Yeah. And oh my goodness, I had the most fun with it. And I worked really, really hard with it. Um, and then after kind of maybe five days, maybe a week, mm. I just realized I wasn't using it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and like, I just realized it hadn't, it just kind of made more things for me to do. Right. Um, it wasn't adding that much value to my life yeah. and the notifications were starting to annoy me. Yeah. Uh, but it worked so well for that week. I yeah. lost a bunch of weight and sure. I, I understood myself more. I gained some healthy habits but I just realized it wasn't going to be a permanent part of my life going right. forward. And I just kind of accepted that. Yeah. I was just like, this was a good experiment, but it's not adding any value to my life. And I mm. sent it back. Yep. Um, but that's kind of interesting that it's nice to have done that because I don't feel that it was a waste. Sure. I didn't waste my time doing right. it. Uh, I still, that stuff that I did that week that was, you know, I burned calories, I drank more water and all this kind of stuff yeah. is helpful. And it's helped me understand myself more. And that yeah. was a healthy week. Yeah. Um, but now I, I've moved on and I'm like, that's not my goal anymore. I'm, I'm going to do this thing instead. And yeah. It's just make peace with what inspires you. Don't smother yourself because, you know, you think, oh, but all the good people have really like strict schedules that they stick yeah. to. All these kind of things. Like, eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We all work differently. <laughs> I mean, if you are like set the goal for yourself that you're going to do an hour a day of study and you do half an hour a day, then you still did great. Still you still did hour. more than nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I mean, it kind of goes back to what we were saying about setting goals. Um, is it's okay to kind of fall short and instead of doing the hour, you set yourself do half an hour, mm. as long as you also accept the kind of extended expectation of that. So you just have to kind of make peace with the fact it's not going to take you as long. Uh, it's, sorry, it's going to take you longer to reach your goals if you do mm. that. But the world is going to keep spinning. Yes. It's okay. If that is just you would be happier doing half an hour a day and it taking twice as long to get to your goal than doing an hour a day, then that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> if that is what makes you happier, then that's okay. Yeah. So, you know, there's a, it feels like a big old rush in a race and like mm. it has to happen now. I need this to happen now. Um, I think once you just accept that it's always going to be a journey and there's always going to be time and that time is your ally and not your enemy. And if you just keep doing the thing, it kind of will happen. There's got to be something really wrong for it not to happen if you just yeah. keep doing it and like, but yeah, I think that was one of the things that really made me more motivated person was just accepting it doesn't happen overnight. No. And that all progress is something to be excited about. Yeah. And at first it required a lot of faith because I didn't have proof that it was working. Uh, you kind of acted as my faith before I had any <laughs> myself. Um, you were saying, you know, I promise you, you do your studies, you keep working hard. It will work. Yes. You will get better. Yes. Uh, I didn't believe you yet because I hadn't seen any like solid evidence of this. I didn't know any artists who tried that because I didn't. I didn't study art, so mm. I, I wasn't part of that world. Um, I had no proof that it was going to work, and so at first it was hard, and I had no evidence, and it was miserable. And then I think by about the six month mark, looked back and went, "Oh look, <laughs> I've improved," yeah. and that's kind of become its own addictive reward for me yes. is that every kind of six months I get to look back and go oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh look at how much better that is yeah. um so it does require that first bit of faith I think of just finding a reason to do it for yourself that isn't yeah. results motivated right um trusting the process 
and finding yeah finding meaning in it beyond just it needs to be good that works eventually that is a nice thing that eventually mm. you get to go look at the really good stuff i did <laughs> it was great that's my reward yeah. but initially it does need some faith yeah <laughs> just keep looking back at how far you come you're trying to find that faith yeah and just it works oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's good it does i think that's yeah. where we'll wrap that up yeah i think yeah. so i think i'm all done i think you've you just summed it all up oh thanks yeah i just like talking <laughs> yeah I like you talking. It's fine. Um, so yeah, thanks for uh, watching. Uh, if you watched live, super sweet. Hopefully, like the microphone was on. Oh yeah, we just like, <laughs> odds, are, odds are we just talked and the microphone's on. They're like, why are these people just like broadcasting a video with no audio? Hour-long video of stuff faces. Yeah. Just oh no. Too, too insane. Maybe we should have done a show. test run. Yeah, we should have, but we didn't. So. I was super bummed if that didn't work. Yeah. Oh well. We'll do it again. It's cool. Fine. So thanks again. We'll do another one of these soon, unless we get too wrapped up in work. Um, might be guilty. Probably. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see you guys Catch next time. You